The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Into the Net FC, the soccer talk discussion segment of the Bear of Texas podcast. I am Alex Alcazaz, a.k.a. the Bear of Texas, and let's once again welcome the Canadian pride of the sport of soccer himself, Mr. David Scappin. David, welcome back, buddy. Welcome. It's a pleasure to be here, and before I go on, I hope you and your family have a Merry Christmas before I go, before I go further. Thank you. Likewise, my friend, likewise. I mean, I need all the cheering I can get because I just, I'm never going to get over the fact that France did not win. I mean, for some people, it's easy to get over, but France, how that kick at the end was saved right before the end of extra time. I mean, I'm, never, I'm, I'm not going to get over it until France wins another title. And I'm talking <laughs> the world title. Yeah, but you, you want to know something, though? When we did when when you and I did that podcast uh, with with you and I, Steve, and and I forget the other guy's name, Josh. Josh, thank you. And Josh, we didn't think France would, would go. Um, maybe maybe get to the group stage, and that was it. So they did a lot better than we all thought. They did a whole lot better than I thought. I I didn't, I didn't even have him making it out of the group stage at first. I didn't even having him winning it. So, well, with all with all the injuries they had. And, and the best part is, look, look who stepped up for him. Maurice stepped up. Olivier Giroud stepped up when needed. You know what I mean? So you got to handle those guys. And there's even in that second half when Deschamps made all those uh, uh, substitutes, those some of those guys were, were pretty young, young guys, and they came through for them. So yeah, I was just I was happy that Kamavinga played. I mean, oh, Eduardo Kamavinga is a dude that. that I love I was, that guy. I was Man. watching that guy playing. For, I I have B in sport, and, and as you know, they, they show league. And I was watching that guy play for Bordeaux, I believe. And I'm saying this guy's gonna be something. Then when when Real Madrid signed him, and he was like 18 or 19 at the time. Yeah, he was. He guy, was he's like, gonna be a good one. He's gonna be a good one. Yeah, he was actually playing for Stade Rennes. He was not playing for Bordeaux. He was playing. He was playing for Rennes. Yeah, Don't worry about it. But yeah, you know, um, honestly, yeah, but. Something that I learned was that, you know, Kareem Benzema was forced to leave, allegedly. And I don't that believe that. I don't believe Okay. I mean, this is what I'm saying, that DM and Deschamps had another falling out. And then another story suggests that Hugo Lloris and Antoine Griezmann did not want Benzema there because of leadership problems or whatever. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm I'm worried about the team moving forward. But honestly, like, but before we kind of talk about – the world finishing the world cup itself, but we'll get to the future of France in a little bit. But you know, 
France, honestly, I'm proud of them. I mean, they did a whole lot better than I thought. You know, and the fact that with all the injuries, they still made the final. And then we saw a lot of young players step up, like Kamavinga, Chuameni, Ibrahima Kanate, Uba Vecano, all those guys. I mean, moving forward, there's there's a whole generation right now waiting to be built. Oh yeah, and, and, and we don't know. And 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 look, let's look what's going on under 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 U twenty level and under eighteen level. Like there are some there is some talent there. If people don't realize, especially the English media. I remember on the eve of the French England game, the way they're they're ripping on the French for this is, and I go, guys, you guys don't realize how much talent there is in that country over there. So, and, 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 the, way, know, and the way the way they rip into it, they're always saying these guys aren't French; they're Africans. I mean, that's what just makes oh, that me pisses me off. Angry. That sorry, that fucking pisses me off. I mean, who the hell cares what they, you know, what color of skin they are, where, what their background is? Who the hell cares? Because it's the same thing here in the United States. I know it's the same thing in Canada. Oh, of course, of course. It, we all come from different. You don't have to be white to be an American or a Canadian or a French. You because it comes from all different backgrounds. Look at England. Look at England. Look at Germany's national team. They're the exact same way. I know. I know. It makes me laugh. Oh, 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 and Poppy's African. Yeah, his, his parents are, are. He's son of African, uh, son of Cameroonian, if, if I'm not mistaken. Senegalese, yeah. I think Cameroonian. Yeah, uh, Cameroonian his, his, his dad's Cameroon. Yeah, his mother's his mother's Algerian. Ninety percent of those, uh, all those guys who start uh, on the French national team were actually born there. So like, yeah. Uh, when people say that, like, really, and that's I, I, I honestly, I honestly think that's just pure jealousy from other nations. That, that's all it is. Oh, absolutely! I mean, all the hate on Mbappe—that's just pure jealousy. And and as we go to the World Cup, I mean, I'm telling you that Argentine goalkeeper—I have absolutely no respect for that guy. I mean, look, are you I talking get about, Are you talking about what he did when he when he when he when he grabbed that um when he when he won that uh, trophy there? No, well, not that, but you know that 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 thing he did in the locker room—you know—a moment of silence for Mbappe. And then lately, um, and, and Poppy, and Poppy fired three, fired a hat trick on it. Was it? He shouldn't even be talking for God's sakes. I mean, yeah, I, because Mbappe made a bad comment about South American soccer. Okay. I know, I know, I know, I know. But, but still, like, come on, show some class. I mean, it's, I I understand what Mbappe said, but you know, see, another friend of mine who's been a soccer fan for a long time, not as long as Steve, but. He has basically said that how like Argentina has a history of utilizing dirty tactics, poor oh sportsmanship, God, yeah. poor sportsmanship, you know, disrespectful behavior. He says that that's why Mbappe had to say what he said about South American soccer. At the same time, Mbappe's behavior has not been the best, but you know, I, I think so. But still, Mbappe said what he said. But I feel like Martinez took it way further than he should have. Oh yeah, I think so. I think and at the end of the day. Martinez, the only reason why he's trolling is because Mbappe is in his head. Believe me, oh, yeah. people. Yeah, the, because the more he, it's obvious, the more he trolling he's doing on Mbappe, the more clear it is that it's Mbappe that's in his head. It's not the other way around. As as, as much as as much as I, I admire Argentina as a soccer nation, they, they, like guys like Batistuta, Maradona, and Messi, to me are are, are all my are all my favorite players. But they've always had a history of being really. How can I say kind of douchebags on, on, on the field? Part of, part of, part of my, I mean, uh, but like, um, I remember in 1990, uh, Italian 1990, when they were playing 
in that tournament, and they were doing such stupid stuff, like, especially Steve's favorite person there, uh, uh, Diego Simeone there, just hacking guys. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, that's I don't I, I don't really like. You know what I mean? But it, it's funny they produce such fine players, then at the same time they got s- such creeps at the same time. It's just kind of it's kind of weird. You know what I mean? So. <laughs> I mean, even though Steve made it very, very clear why oh, he's he was not a fan of Diego Simeone, some people still don't understand. So I'm like, guys, Steve could not have explained it more crystal clear. What more do you want <laughs> out of Steve? But And Steve's not wrong, okay? Yeah. At the same time, I just tell people, well, it's Steve's opinion, and Steve's entitled to it. But at the same time, I always tell everybody, because people were asking me, I don't understand why your best friend doesn't like Diego, so... That's why I asked Steve to explain it one more time, crystal clear to the fans, but some of them just still don't get it. <laughs> well, 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 look, well, look at look at his teams. He 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 manages at Atletico Madrid. They're boring as hell, and, w- and when they're losing, they, they, they they'll they'll do they, they're like they're act, they act like such big sucks. I hope to God that Portuguese player and I forget his name now, name escapes me right now. Um. What's his name? I forget, I forget his name now. Decides to leave because uh, the, the, the Simeone, he, he was a jerk as a player. He's a bigger jackass as a manager, in my opinion. So, yeah, there you never go. liked him. Even at time uh, in 1998 against England, he pulled that stunt uh, that got that got David Beckham uh, thrown out, red card, I should say. Like that, that, that just typifies sometimes how Argentina plays. When what gets me, they don't have to resort to that. That's what I, that's what I don't understand. They don't have to be that way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. So, like, so as far as as far as Argentina, look, I'm, like Argentina winning, I can deal with it as painful as it is. But uh-huh. their their antics and, and everybody just all over Argentina. Nobody giving France anything whatsoever. That's where I have the problem. Like exactly. no, but nobody's complimenting France on anything. I agree with you. I agree with you. And I, I, I always thought even even the French team, even uh, they didn't get a whole lot, a whole a whole lot of love. I thought during dur- during the course of this whole tournament, because I, I like the, especially up here. I can't speak for for, for where you live. On the eve when they played England. If you didn't know anything, you, you thought England w- w- was was going to play a, uh, a under twenty one team in um, in, in somewhere Eastern Europe because it was just ridiculous. Oh, England's going to do this. England's going to England win. Blah blah blah. blah. The French got like zero zero credit, respect, nothing. It kind of it kind of really annoyed me. And here's something you you, you can appreciate. Me and a friends of mine, we went to an, a place called the Fat Duck, which is owned by a Welshman. And, and it's very hard, a very hardcore English support and bar. And we were, me and my friend Dan Hiroshima, we were the only guys there cheering for the French. And when, when what's his name? I forget the guy who, who scored the first goals for France scored. You wouldn't believe how quiet that place got. And when Harry Kane missed that penalty, the place got so silent. It was, it, it, it was something you had, you had to witness. Right. Yeah. yeah, that game. I mean, I missed part of it because I was at work and I got home and uh, literally, I mean, I, I got home and then it was over. I basically got home like shortly after Harry Kane missed the penalty. Yeah. And I mean, <clears throat> I, I remember because I, I was texting you, texting you during during all that, if I remember. So, 
Yeah, you were me- you you were messaging me, and yeah, you know, it, you know, earlier that day at work, and believe it or not, there was actually some English supporters, and there was actually a couple of French supporters, and a couple of them got into a confrontation because one of the English supporters decided to go to the French guy and say, and I quote, "Are you guys gonna have Africans win for you again?" And that French guy just wanted to knock his lights out. Okay, <laughs> with the English guy saying this, look look at the guys like. Uh, uh, Saka, I, I believe he's he's of, of Nigerian descent. Yeah, and uh, he's, a, Sterling, he's amazing, an amazing player. Raheem Sterling, if I'm not mistaken, was actually born in Jamaica. Yeah, he was. grew up in England. Um, John Barnes, uh, a legend of the past, was out, was another Jamaican born born player. So he, these guys should be saying this kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? That hundred percent. Look, even uh, even the the player Declan Rice, he's 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 an Irishman who decided to who decided to play for England. So the English should not be talking this way, and and not yeah. to any other nation too. You know what I mean? Absolutely, Ab- absolutely. I mean, me, see, unfortunately, pure, with with France losing, I mean, those, those those you know, with with France losing, I mean, those those extreme you know far right politicians are definitely you know laughing their asses off about it, which is purely disgusting. But yeah. you know, I actually, I, I, I'm gonna. Uh, I, I don't know the whole French political scene like much as you do because you're born there. But to me, France is uh, in the last two tournaments. France is how how France has succeeded. In my opinion, what, what would be pissing off uh, the Marie Le Pen's of of, of 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 this world? You know what I mean? That's one person mm-hmm. I can't stand. So I, I live here in Canada, and I've seen her. She, I've seen her. She came to Canada a few years back, and I just listened to her like. Go back, you you dumb bitch. You know what I mean. <laughs> so, oh yeah, oh yeah. I, I even sent you a, 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 when I messaged you one time. Goes, uh, I, I think it was I guess I think it was after the the um, the Morocco game. I go, I, I bet you this is just irritating the hell out of the French far right over there, and I, I know it is. So, yeah, so I just, I, I think this this their, their success has irritated them so bad. So. But that's my that's just my opinion. So, yeah, and, and at the same time, you know, France did win the title, but they won a lot of the hearts. So I mean, oh yeah, I mean, I am exaggerating a bit. France did get some respect, but overall, compared to Argentina, it doesn't compare at all. So overall, it's almost nothing. And but, speaking of Morocco, I mean, I'm, I mean, I had a couple of Moroccans at my work as well. You know, they mm-hmm. all and they all say the same thing. They're they're not they don't hate France. They love France. They feel oh, yeah. you know what. I mean, there are Moroccans that go to France that do like that have no respect, as their national anthem was in fact booed by several of them. But that just shows that there's a lot. There's people in every country that are just bad. I mean, oh, in yeah, France, is, in Canada, I, I, U.S. Everywhere. Oh yeah, I, I know. I, I know Morocco w- w- was a French colony, but I know one thing: a lot of those ex colonies um, in Africa that were under French rule, whenever they're in trouble, who do they call on? France. Exactly. To help them out. So, you know what I mean? So, like, uh, well, well, I, I, here's an interesting fact. The goalkeeper for uh, Morocco, uh, Bono, as we, we call him up here, he was actually born in Montreal, Quebec. Yeah, he was. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And supposedly the CSA, uh, about four or five years ago, uh, came up to him and asked him if he would uh, want to represent Canada. And, of course, he declined. But, yeah, that's an interesting factor. And, and another interesting fact, but before France, we were the, we were the only country to score on them. Go figure, eh? So, <laughs> so. Right. 
<laughs> yeah, so yeah, yeah. I, I I was very I was kind of hoping I I kind of said a year ago that that not a year ago but about around six months ago around the time of the of the of the of the draws and I think we'll see an African nation I, I never say which one make sort of minor head waves but I never expected this I never expected this and I, I think and it was good I I really enjoyed Morocco's um uh path to to the semis you know what I mean so. Oh, I dude. really enjoyed him even beating uh, Portugal. That I really enjoyed. <laughs> well, speaking of Portugal, I mean, the big story was, the, I mean, we're really having a post-World Cup discussion. This is cool. We're doing it a different way than other shows, so thank you. But, oh. you know, you, you see, with, with Portugal, I mean, the big story was Cristiano Ronaldo being benched and everything like that. I mean, even, even Steve felt that it was it, it was justified. But the dude that scored a hat-trick replacing Ronaldo, I told everybody – Portugal found their bit next may have found their next guy and that would be Gonzalo Ramos. Yeah, who who, who plays for Benfica. And, yeah, and, oh, and, not and, for long. I bet I bet you oh, oh, be oh, no, not for long, not for long. And, and, and <clears throat> one thing I'll say about Portugal, their academy system that they got over there between Benfica, Porto and Sporting Lisbon, it, they got to be the, has to be the best in in, in all of Europe. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, like you know what? Especially Benfica, they got some good young players there. My gosh, you know what I yeah. mean. So, yeah. yeah. And, and, well, to me, that manager for 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 Portugal, and I, of course, I forget his name, for doing what he, for for doing what he did with Ronaldo, de- deserves a gold medal, in my opinion. I think he's had. An, I think poor guy had enough. So, and I I I, I don't think the whole Ronaldo situation really affected. Portugal as a team, I don't, I don't, I really don't think it did, to be honest with you. So, because I, I think Portugal just really, the, I think honestly they just crumbled under pressure. Yeah, they got so mentally, they got mentally frustrated like that by a, a, a team, you know, like Morocco that was just so solid on defense. I have never seen a, a defense that Morocco ever had. I mean, exactly, this is exactly. a, a defense that we've never seen from Italy. You know, I'll never forget in, in 2004 when Greece shocked the world and won the Euro with, with that very defensive philosophy. I mean, that's something we even see then. I mean, Morocco basically just utilized a formula that they invented. They had their own style. And basically, they did something that a lot, a lot of teams do. They Like how Japan has their own unique style that you don't see in Europe. Morocco yep. displayed a style of play that you don't see in Europe, too. Mm-hmm. You see these countries develop their own unique s- style of play, and mm-hmm. it's something that you, you ask yourself, how the hell are you not entertained? Yeah. And, 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 you know, you're right. Okay, it, 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 okay, they did play a little defensive soccer, but it wasn't boring soccer. That, that was the best oh, part. No. Oh, you no. Because w- w- once, once, w- when, when Morocco wanted to attack, like I saw it against Canada, they were attacking, you know what I mean? And, and they were hard to stop, so. You gotta give him. You, you gotta give him credit, and I really enjoyed it. I, I'm a guy who wants to see. Of course, I want to see Concacaf nations do do well in, in international tournaments. We'll, we'll 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 discuss that later on. But I, I'm glad to see an uh, an African and, and, and an Asian nation go past the group stage in, 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 into the knockout stage in, in the farther because it, it, it'll be better for the sport as a whole. That's that's my opinion. So absolutely. I mean, for me, being being of Arab origin, I'm super mm-hmm. happy for Morocco. And you know, and speaking of these Moroccans that were at my work, you know, they they all you know one of them said something really important. He said, 
We can be mad at France all we want about what France did, but it's it does not help the future moving forward. Like so, being, he basically was trying to say, if you continue to be angry with what happened in the past, your future is going to be negatively affected. Exactly. So, yeah, exactly. and I and I said yeah, and I mean I'm of Arab origin, so I I'm, I can't say I, I'm a, I'm my big background is in France. I mean I was born, you know, just like the French players, I was born to immigrate. I was born to parents, you know, who came from Syria. So I'm, that's why I'm a lot like those French players. That's yeah. why I have a huge bond and a connection and personal feelings with the national team because I'm just like them. I was born to parents, you know, that came to France from another country. So, yeah, I know. And, and I, I remember speaking speaking about to France. I remember in 1998 when they won it for the first time. In oh. if you, if you remember that? And, oh, and there, I was I was fine. I mean, I was crying because Zidane was, was already my hero. Zidane became my hero two years prior. Zidane is still my hero. Well, and when Zidane well, well, scored twice in the final, man. I remember, I, 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 I remember like Zidane at that time. He was my he was my favorite player about two or three years when he first signed with Juventus. Back then, I was watching tons of Serie A because we 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 got quite a we got a quite a bit up here because of our large Italian community we got here in Canada. And I'm and I'm seeing this this this, this guy go I go to my dad. Who is this guy? Or oh, some Frenchman? He 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 has a Z in his name or forget. Then. Next thing you know, boom! He, how how he helped France win that World Cup. But I remember even back then, there was a huge uh, uproar, in, globally speaking. Oh, these these France has all these guys from. They weren't born like Marcel Desailly. He wasn't really born in France. He was of Ghanaian, Ghanaian descent, if I'm not mistaken. And, and there was a big uproar even back then too. You know what I mean? Like even that that uh, Lisa Rizou. Was actually a uh, Basque. Yeah, yeah. He's so, Basque. Like, and, yeah. Yeah. So like, I, I never forget that. And just even back, there was a great book, and I forget if I, if, if, if I can find a book for you, I'll, I'll, I'll get a thing talking about uh, about uh, about the about the African immigration and how it affected the the French soccer team back in nineteen eighty. It was really good, and even even with the nineteen eighties team too. It was interesting, interesting. Um, Interesting uh, outtake on, like, even if you go back in the 1980s, some of France's greatest players, like Michel Platini, his parents were, were Italian. So, exactly. Yeah. I think I think both sides of this, I think both of his parents, I mean, his dad for sure, I don't, I don't know about his mom. But his, yeah, and but, so, um, several players back then, several French players back then were of Spanish uh, backgrounds. One, yeah, one of them, yeah, I think, yeah, I one of them, his that. last name was Fernandez, I believe. I don't, I don't know what his first name was, but. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah so. Yeah, I mean. It's the same thing. Like, like I said, even Canada is the same way. So, you know, and for me, I'll, I'm pretty sure I've, I've told Steve this. Or like when I was still living in France, when I was like three, four years old before I moved, the school I went to, I used to play soccer with a couple of friends. And we were we were just like the French national team. We were all French boys from yeah. different backgrounds. Like, you know, we, we, we had like almost like a complete team. Like we would play soccer for real. Like we would literally do the takedowns. We would like literally do the tackles. And I'll never forget one time when a teacher went, when, uh, when one of the players took me down and then the, the teacher told his told his mom that he, and, and I told the dude's mom like he didn't do anything wrong. So so then after that we had we had a we had the, the gym teacher play the referee and you know I'll never forget <laughs> our, our, our goal our goalkeeper was a French dude with, with a Greek background. I I, I think yeah. I don't remember his last name. I think his first name was Yannick, if I remember correctly. Yannick. There was a, a a dude also, you know, whose his family his parents were from the Ivory Coast. I'll never forget he had the he had all those beads in his hair, which was, you know, I thought was the coolest. One yeah. of the other teammates, you know, his name was Romain, you know, from a Polish background. Like we were all just a bunch of French boys, you know, with different backgrounds. So we were like the national team. 
So, yeah. So, so soccer, you know, with with the with, with the all the the backgrounds and everything, it inspires something that we all unite as a whole to stand up to the fight against against hate and racism. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and speaking of that, you know, this I World agree. Cup. I mean, look, you know, the World Cup in Qatar. Look, the the controversies and everything, because you know, with Qatar, with the the whole thing with the treatment of, of immigrants, the you know the misogyny, the anti-LGBT stuff, that is, it, 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 you can't ignore it. So that's you why it was can't. controversial. Yeah, you can't. But you know what? <laughs> you, you want to know something, though, Alex? Yeah, you can't ignore it, and I agree hundred percent with you. But um, are we in the Western world any better? You, know you see, mean? that that's what I that's the argument I stress to everybody because I would I would always say this. Well, if you're pissed off about the World Cup being in Qatar right now, were you pissed off about it being in Russia? Were you pissed off that it was in South Africa? I mean, every single, I mean, every country that's hosted the World Cup has, has some controversy. Has had whether it's controversy today or from hey. World War II. The bottom hey. line is every country has every country has red flags in its history that's hosted the World Cup. I mean, look at France. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I get it. It's your opinion, but I just tell people like, if you're pissed off about it being in Qatar, I hope that you felt the same way about it four years ago. Well, if, if I can find it, even though I can't stand this guy, I think the guy's so full of himself. But he 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 went on a bit of a tirade. Uh, Pierce Morgan. No. <laughs> okay, but no, but I'll give this guy credit. He he was he was he was defending. He was going against. Um, all the backlash and towards against Qatar, he's saying, "Like, are we any better?" If I find his, if I find his, uh, his, his uh, little rant, I'll, I'll give it to you. Pierce Morgan, I can't stand. Okay, but this time he's pretty accurate what he, what he was saying this time, and I, I really, I really enjoyed it. So, and uh, I say to you both, I gotta tell you something, Alex. I've never seen a sport, international sporting event take place where the politics actually took over the the game itself. And usually you'll see it, but once it, the tournament starts, the politics goes away. But this kept on going and going and going right till the right till the final uh kick of the game uh, of the tournament. And, and right. that kind of really annoyed me. But the last time I saw something like that probably would have been the nineteen eighty four Summer Olympics in Los Angeles when all the the then Soviet bloc nations decided to uh, boycott it. That was the last time I saw where the politics actually took over uh, an actual sporting event. And and to me, I did not like that. See, what, what this is do? what I, I tell people, like, let's keep the politics out of it. Just sit down, enjoy the damn game. Like, leave yeah, the think, damn politics out of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, like, but, but then again, once, it, once the game started, then, okay, especially where, like, in my place in employment, I, I work with a lot of, of, um, of Vietnamese, Chinese guys that just love love soccer to the point where they also love gambling too, eh? So and it just and just seeing them how 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 excited they were for that kind of you know like fuck the politics you know let's you know just you know screw the politics <laughs> that's what I'm trying to say so yeah exactly I mean you know and, and, and this World Cup I mean. Regardless of the controversy, it was in fact the greatest World Cup I have ever seen. Now France for, didn't for, win for it, but you know what? France can still yeah, say yeah. they were they were part of the greatest final of all time. Exactly. And some of the games, like if I had to pick like, a favorite a favorite moment for me, other than the finals, number one. But see, 
seeing Japan knock off Germany in in the in, uh, in, in the opening stages in their first game. That, I like Germany. Don't get me wrong, but just seeing that was one of my favorite moments too. Too, and even that seeing uh, Saudi Arabia uh, beating Japan in their first games too. Yeah. yeah. Well, Saudi Arabia beat Argentina actually in the first game. Sorry, Saudi Arabia beat Argentina. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I got a funny story to tell you about that on that sure. day. I, I, at the time, I, I was working night shift, uh, if you remember, and it's it's about it's about well, about quarter to seven in the morning because we, we finished at seven o'clock in the morning, and I'm looking around, nobody's back that was maybe people phoning in sick, you know, you know. The, all right, so I'm it's 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 five to seven. I, I, I had I totally forgot about, about the Saudi Arabia Argentina game being played at five o'clock in the morning our time. I thought the game was at going to start at seven, so I was getting ready to go home. So I'm I'm I'm, I'm going to the cafeteria. Again, the cafeteria, the cafeteria is full of people. They're all on their telephones, watching the last uh, two or three minutes of uh, of that of, of that uh, Saudi Saudi Arabia Argentina game, and a lot of these guys had serious coin on that game and i and i, I just look at their face i know what's going on oh our um saudi Arabia, saudi Arabia's beating argentina I go, yeah, you're full of crap over yeah then he showed it to me he said, oh my god they are so uh game over it's, it's about five after seven i should say the game is still going on you remember they had like something 12 minutes of, of, of injury time or something like that game's over and i can just hear these guys grunting so i leave go to work Come, I go home. I go to I go to work the next night. This one guy told me, "Oh, a lot." He goes, "A lot of people lost money in this place." He goes, "How much people was lost?" Oh, about uh, about ten to fifteen thousand dollars if you add up oh. all the guys that are gambling. I go, "You're," I, I, and I know because I know these guys too. Yeah, so <laughs> that, that was one of my favorite stories. I don't know why. Still, one of my favorite stories of, of this tournament. I don't know why. It just seems like a, it, it was. It, so, it was just it was just that kind of tournament. I mean, you, you know, you yeah. go to the round of six. I mean. You know, we we already did that episode, like, where we talk about the group stage. I mean, you know, the United States, unfortunately, you know, it was it was bad luck in the round of 16. And, you know, and, and I explained this, you know, I wrote an article. I'm like, the problem with the United States is, is they don't have a striker. But everybody says, what are you talking about? They got, yeah, well, we, they have names. They just don't have a, they just don't have the guy. Like, we don't know who the main guy is. Like, yeah, we have Pulisic. We have Tim Way. You know, mm-hmm. Jesus Ferreira, yeah, there's the names, but who's the man? You know, who's yeah. the guy? That's the problem. So four, so four years from now, I'm hoping that the U.S. has their man. You know, I, I explained this. The United States, maybe they have to suffer this loss as a lesson to learn to prepare for the future. Because four years from now, the World Cup is in not one, not two, but three countries. The United States of America, Canada. And Mexico, okay, and and as everybody knows, this World Cup that we just saw, this will be the last time that there's only 32 competitors because starting in four years, it's going to be 48 competitors, 48, which I think makes the tournament even more exciting. And I think if France can win the World Cup four years from now, that makes it even better. They beat, they wanted, they they won a tournament with 48 teams rather than 32. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I think it makes the qualifying easier. I mean, this time that there, there should be no excuse for Italy not to qualify. Well, uh, being being 
being a Canadian of Italian descent, there's there's massive problems going on with the game in Italy right now, in my opinion. So, and it all starts from the top. Yeah. So, um, they should qualify next week. They should with 48 teams. They better qualify, but they they have a lot of they got a lot of repairs to do there in Italy right now with yeah. soccer. Especially in of mine. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. I think the problem with right now is it, 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 you say with it, it is a, even with the Italian society as a whole, it is a pretty corrupt society, and 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 and, 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 the, and the federation is very corrupt, and it just filters all the way down. And another thing I find with with, with Italian uh, soccer is they don't want to give um, a chance to to the youth over there. Italy for years has produced some pretty good under 18, under 21, good young players. But these, these young players can't crack, can't can't crack at the first team, and they get loaned out to about a million places. It's ridiculous. No yeah. wonder, no, no wonder the likes of of, of Lorenzo Insigne or um, and and the other guy decided to say the hell with this. We're we're we're, we're taking the big money and play for Toronto FC. I, I don't blame those guys. Whatsoever, even even some even even a guy like Sebastian Jovinko at the time, he was a, 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 a he was a phenom, just riding on the bench playing for for Juventus. No wonder no wonder he left to go to play in Toronto. I don't blame those guys to do that. It's, it's ridiculous over there. Yeah, it, it amazes me that Italy does not want to rebuild, you know, around their youth. I mean, you got to. I mean, France is basically about to do that right now because Benzema retired. I'd imagine Lloris and Giroud. I mean, they haven't announced it yet, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was announced soon. Yeah, but you know, okay, okay, here, okay, okay. Lloris, what well, to me? Lloris, to me, my opinion was a top goalkeeper in the whole term, in my opinion. Nothing against the, the chap from Croatia there. I think he was good too. But but in that game against England, Lloris stood on his head. Even in the final, Lloris made some fantastic. I mean, some fantastic stops in that, in that too. To me, Larissa was, was, was a top goalie, and and okay, if Larissa decides, I think he's 34, 35. If Larissa decides to retire, they have a um, they have a solid backup in that in that young chap who plays for AC Milan. He used to play with Jonathan David at Lille, and I forget his name, Manian. I forget. Yes, Mike Mike Manian. Yeah. Thank you. He, he yeah. actually was not on the he was not on the squad because he got hurt. Yeah. Oh, I, oh yeah. Oh yeah. I, like to me, he he's the hair. My opinion, the hair apparent to Larissa. Right. Absolutely, absolutely, he is. Yeah, and I was saying this two years ago when I saw him play, play in Lille because like I, I, like, like I told you, I have BN Sport and he show a lot of league. Uh, so and I follow Lille because of my fellow Canadian Jonathan David. So, so, so I, I say this guy is this guy's gonna be the heir apparent to Larissa. I think I'm gonna, I think I'm right. So yeah, yeah. I, mean, I mean, hopefully, just you know, hopefully he can stay healthy and yeah, oh yeah, of course, healthy. Yeah. <laughs> And that game, France versus England, I mean, you know, England just threatened and threatened and threatened. I mean, it's funny how England throws all that pressure on France, but it's England who cracked, not France. That's the interesting part. You so know, everybody, everybody always making the joke, England always embarrasses France in the, in the history and, what, and whatnot. Yes, you see, France was the one that basically said, we'll take whatever you throw at us because we're just going to fight back. And I got to be honest with you. Everybody laughing at Harry Kane. Honestly, I always I always tell people, do you have any idea how hard it is to take a to make a penalty? It's not easy. When you have when you have, especially in Harry Kane's case, who I've always liked the player. Don't get me wrong. 
um, you, you got a billion people looking straight at you <laughs> at that very moment, okay? You know what I mean? It's not easy. It's not easy. And, and, and I, I kind of felt bad for him. I also felt bad even last year, and even last year's Euros, the three the three guys, that Marcus Rashford, Saka, and I forget, I forget who, who, who the other guy was, that missed those three penalties against Italy. I felt so bad for those guys, too. I, I, you know what I mean? Like, okay, I'm not, I'm not the biggest England fan, but I was, I was so happy that France won that game. But, uh, of course, the, the, the other side of me said, oh, those poor guys, you know, and you kind of felt bad. When it comes to England, it's nothing against the players themselves. Because, like, the players as a whole, I've always liked. I've always liked the Harry Kane's of this world. Even before that, the John Barnes, the, the Brian Rob, the Brian Robson's before that. It's just a whole... My only problem with, Engl- with England is it's just the whole media, fans, the way they act. That's my only problem with. And, and, and I think I, I think the players as a whole, it kind of bugs the players. And I think that's why they kind of crack sometimes, too. So, Absolutely. What I noticed in the most part of that England-France game, when France made it 1-0, they, they sat back with England come to them. Once England tied it, then France decided, okay, oh boy, we, we better get a second goal here. Within what five minutes, they they, they got a, a second goal. It was it was to me. I say to myself, they're playing. If they want, they 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 could have scored at will if they wanted to. You know what I mean? So, so to, to me, the player of the game in in, in that game against England, I thought was Giroud. I don't know why. I thought he was just fantastic in that game. For especially for an old guy at 36, 35 or thirty six. That's that's nothing I was impressed about too. So. Yeah, so mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. That game, you know, when Giroud scored that 78th minute, you know, game winner. I mean, it was great, and you know, that semifinal against Morocco, you know, when yeah. uh, a guy I never heard of, uh, a dude named Randall Kolomwani, who plays for Antoine Frankfurt. Yeah, you know, and the dude who could, who who's that game winning goal. Yeah, he could have, he, he could have won the World Cup for. I felt so bad for that guy too. You know what I, I mean? I mean. I, I do too. I mean, it, it's a goal. You know, I'm again. It, it's gonna haunt me, and I'm, and I'm sure it's gonna haunt him. But you know, but this dude, Kolomwani, a dude that you know, no, you know, a, a youngster who almost wins the game for his national team. I mean, he's recognized. People know who he is now. So yeah, French well, yeah. fans, are, French fans, are gonna push for this guy. This guy's the future of our team, along with Mbappe, Kamavinga, Konate, Aurelien Chouameni. Yeah. I mean, you see, we basically saw these guys who have potential. But the yeah. fact is, Kolomwani was thrust into the game because Giroud had to be pulled out. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Look, and, and I'll be honest, and now as we kind of talk about the future of France, look, Didier Deschamps, I lost, as everybody knows, I lost my religion with him and my trust with him a long time ago. And yeah. even though he did a whole lot better, I still honestly believe it's in the best interest for him personally to actually leave the post because... I think, he, I, I think he'll stay on, obviously. But after Euro 2024... I think he'll leave after that. I think, you know what I mean. It all depends. I mean, yeah. If, if if they have a if, if the French have a so-so tournament in Euro 2024, I think he will leave. But so. the problem is, by then, if, if Zidane already has a job, I mean Zidane is the guy that France needs back. So yeah, now's the chance to do it. It's now or never. I think with Zidane. You know what I think? Let's say let's just say uh, Zidane gets a job somewhere. In the next two years, you know who I think would be a good a good replacement for for Didier Deschamps in France. Who? Oh, I forget his name now. He 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 manages. He used to manage Lille, 
Won him a championship two years ago. Now he's managing uh, PSG. That's oh, his name now. Christophe Galtier. Galtier, thank you. I think he'll be the oh. perfect. I think he'll be the perfect replacement for Deschamps down the road. Uh, I don't know. You don't really. think so? I mean, I don't know because I mean, look, Z, I mean, I get it. Zidane's my hero. You know, he's my hero. So obviously, I want, I want, obviously, from a personal perspective and from a yeah. selfish perspective, I want him to be the man to, to lead France, but. Everywhere that guy is gone, uh, Gaultier, whether it be Lille, Saint Etienne, um, I think he met, I think he did, did, spent some time in Lyon too. He, he's, yeah, he, he did. He's brought them respectability and more, most importantly, at least at least one championship each where he, each where he's gone. I'm not sure about Saint Etienne, but he, he got him. I think he got him uh, uh, into the into the into the Euros. I mean, girls. I mean, I guess Galtier would, would be qualified, but, mm-hmm. but what, what, if, if Deshaun does he, stay... He'd be, my, he'd be my choice right now. If he does stay, though, I mean, it, it, Benzema retired, and it's been said that if, if Zidane were to become manager, Benzema could could potentially reverse his decision and come back to international football. It, it's clear that Deshaun and Benzema had another falling out, but, 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 yeah. it, 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 but like you said, uh, you don't believe it, but... But, but it goes deeper than that because I mentioned it earlier that Griezmann and Lloris allegedly did not want Benzema there. They didn't want him back. So, <clears throat> with that being said, you know, it's time to move on. I mean, Lloris has to retire as well. As far as Giroud goes, if he retires, and I understand, but France needs to build the youths now. They need to build around the new guys. Oh, and, and, they, and, and they got some talent there. Like, like I yeah. said, I watch, I watch a lot of league uh, on BN Sport. And there's some massive good talent that we don't know about. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I mean, a lot, and, a lot and, of people. They, they know what they're doing over there. They'll infuse these guys slowly but surely. So, oh, well, they're, they're, they're in good hands over there. I'm not saying they're going to win the, the next three or four World Cups in a row. Obviously not. But they'll, they'll, they're, they're always going to be in, in the mix. So. Yeah, I mean, France needs to, like, like basically, because now with Mbappe, now, like, you know, Mbappe kind of basically becoming the face now. and Oh, oh yeah, oh, yeah, he has a face. I think he's going to be the face of world football in the next year or two, that guy. You know I mean, because Mbappe needs to, win, needs to win the Champions League, and it needs to win another major title for France. I think so. <laughs> mm. I, I think uh, now, I, I even read today, I suppose he's, he's, he, he's already back in training at, at PSG. He is. Like, he is, wow, yeah. Well, that's, that's pretty... For a guy who everyone thinks was pretty, pretty uh, uh, snobby, pretty full of himself, in this tournament, he looked, he looked like to be the, the consummate team player. If you ask me, I think that we, I think what happened in the tournament. I mean, we, you know, they leaked out like his halftime speech, like how he motivated the players. Did you see that? I saw. I, 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 you know, I, I, saw I think. I, saw I think the real Mbappe has been born. I think we've. I think we're seeing a new side of Mbappe, like. Not the young kid that's, you know, be arrogant like that. We're going to see. I think Mbappe's been humbled. Oh, yeah. I think so. And I think now he's a leader. Now he understands, I got to grow up. I got to do something different. I, I think, need to be a man. I think playing with the likes of Messi and Neymar, I think those two guys kind of smarten him up. That's my And Galtier, too. I think somehow those two guys kind of smarten him up. And, and also the pressure of being with France. I mean, this time, I mean. Oh, the yeah. fact that, you know, he was the top scorer. For, I mean, I'm glad that Mbappe won something that he could keep for himself. I mean, he was the tournament's top scorer. Yeah. 
And in my opinion, I mean, yeah, the, the top score, you know, scored, you know, the first man to score a hat trick in a, in a men's World Cup final since 1966. Yeah, and unfortunately, unfortunately, he didn't win. You know, if people get it wrong, he's he's the he's the second man, he's the second person ever. I'm like, no, he's the third person overall because Carly Lloyd scored a hat trick in the women's World Cup final of, back in 2015. He's the oh, second. I, I, didn't know, yeah. I didn't know that. So sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but so. still, I mean, Mbappe scored a hat trick. He scored two goals in like in a span of ninety seconds, and of course, mm-hmm. nobody wants to talk about it. They I all want they all want to they all want to say, "Well, he didn't win." Yeah, that's but, it. They just halt it because they say because he didn't win. Well, you know what? I I I hope I hope the I hope the likes of Mbappe and and France use this as motiv- as motivation for future tournaments down the road. I, you know I, I think, think they will. I think they yeah. will because, in my opinion. This is part of a story that's going to end in a triumph in the future for France. Oh, I think so. I think so. I think you so. have to go through this to make. To I mean, how many? How, how many? How many? Like you, know, you lose before you learn from it, and, and then you win in the future. So, I think yeah. Mbappe is going to win a Euro for France and win another world title. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think so. But I think so. If I'm Mbappe, now I'm thinking I got to get the hell out of PSG. I got to go somewhere where I know I can be. I can do better. <laughs> Well, there's there's been talks of him going to Real Madrid for the last year, year and a bit. So yeah, and and I thought that was dead, but I think based on this tournament, Real Madrid is willing to reopen the door. And and honestly, I apologize for my voice. I'm still, you know, I am I am ill, but uh, again, but you know, yeah, I think Real Madrid is going to reopen that door. But now that he's coming off this great tournament, and again, we saw that that halftime speech, how he told the players. We can't get any worse. We got to do this. This is the World Cup. It happens only every four years. Mm-hmm. Now that we've now that we've seen a new side of Mbappe and a, a side of Mbappe that's a grown man, a leader, motivated, humbled. Don't be surprised if Arsenal gets back into the mix. Liverpool, I'm sure, is getting back into the mix. Don't be surprised if even if Barcelona joins in. Well, yeah, not, yeah. not Barcelona, not, not Barcelona, because they're they're financially strapped, as you know. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, but you know, but then again, when it comes to a big player like that, when it comes to a major superstar, Barcelona's name is always thrown in the hat. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would say I, Chelsea, I, I, but, but I Chelsea, Chelsea's definitely not going to be it because Chelsea just got the other French guy, Christophe and Cuckoo, who got hurt. So yeah, yeah that guy, that guy, I like. In a big yeah, it's a shame that he got Absolutely. hurt. But. Uh, Steve, Steve, Steve was the guy kind of really talked, told me about this guy back in, in, uh, a while ago. So I'm, I was kind of hoping for it. Of course, he, he got hurt. So what can you do? But I'm looking. For, so don't worry, don't worry, Alex. The French, they're they're going to be making waves down the road. Trust me. I mean, one way or the other, they're going to be the world. Cha- they're going to be world champions again. I, I and I hope in three and a half years' time, when when, when we're when we got the World Cup. They're playing yeah. on Canadian soil. Uh, that's uh, the French. I'm, I'm hoping for that. So, <laughs> so, so, the, so now that we got out the France part, so, so France's future is bright. I mean, all the players right there. But last thing I want to say is, yeah, we get France move on from Pogba, move on from Conte, move on, yeah, move on from those from those guys. You bring in the new guys, you groom them up. Yeah. Because you 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 qualify for the Euro in the Euro qualifications. I expect to see the youngsters like Kamavinga, those guys play because we need we need to give them the experience. We gotta help. We we we, we gotta toughen them up. So so four years from now, well, Canada doesn't have to worry about qualifying because Canada's already in. Along along with the U.S. and Mexico, we're we're already in. So, but you know, and I said this thing, same thing for Canada. Maybe Canada had to like what happened to them in this World Cup. Look, 
I feel off. I mean, there's a you know, there's a usual customer that I've, I've been at my job for you know for a little bit now. It's you know, I hate to say it, it's seasonal, so that means I might lose it, but I might not. I don't know. But there's a you know a usual Canadian customer who comes in. I talk to him all the time. He loves soccer, loves hockey, and you know, and I and he said you know he always cheers for France as well because you know he, he likes to cheer for the players, you know, like that with all these stories. But you know, he basically said that you know. He didn't seem affected with how bad Canada was. He just he, 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 just, he, he just basically said, uh, and I don't want to do the stereotypical last thing. He said it's Canada, eh? I mean, we're not we're not a soccer, we're not really big like that. So, but then he mentioned, well, he, but he said basically the same thing. I think maybe Canada has to go through this to learn and to what they have to go through four years from now. I think I I, I agree and I, I agree with them. I agree with them. Um, to me, it, to sum up Canada's World Cup, it was frustrating. And yeah. I, I, and I remember, I remember the game against Morocco when Atiba Hutchison on that corner, second half, headed it, went off the crossbar, and it was clear. And I said that that was Canada's tournament in a nutshell, right there. It was just frustrating. You know what I mean? Against Belgium, they looked so good. Okay, Davies missed that penalty, and, and, and a few minutes later, Belgium turned around and scored. I, I, you know, I, I to be honest with you, I, I. I before the tournament started, I was, if, if we would have got two or three points out of it, I'd have been super happy. But I wasn't, I wasn't all that upset by their performance at all. Hardly, hardly. I, I looked at it just as a stepping stone to get, for, uh, I'm glad they actually qualified so they can, they, they have that World Cup experience. Now it's, they got to go slowly, slowly there. Look, we have the Gold Cup coming in, in, in 2023. And now, Canada, United States, and Mexico have been invited to play in the in the Copa America, which the U.S. will host, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So and that's going to be great. And that's going to be such a great experience for us. You know what I mean? We're still we're still the new kids on the block. That's that's how I look at it in world soccer. So. Yeah, you can't, I mean, Canada was in the World Cup for the first time since 1986. Yeah, and we got some I mean, really good. We got some really good young players. Uh, uh, who are playing in, in, in some uh, decent, like, there's a guy named Simon Coleman, I don't know if, I, if I'm pronouncing his last name right, who's who's playing for the under-21, under-22 team at PSG, and it might be, might be, uh, probably the new year, uh, might might graduate to the first team at PSG, so, not PSG, sorry, PSV Eindhoven, might, might, so we, we got some good young players coming in, the CPL is producing some decent, good young players, that are going to that next level to the MLSs of the world, and into and, and into and, and some of the uh, smaller European teams. So we're getting there. So we're not a soccer nation, as you know. We're, yeah. we're, we're ho- hockey's number one, but but I, now I'm seeing Canadians now. Now they they, they seen a, a, a Canada in a World Cup. Now these guys are these these Canadians want to see. They want more. And they're going to be demanding it. Exactly. So, see, that's exactly what he said. That that's what he said. We're not like we're not we're not a soccer country, and then he said maybe we need to do this to make people understand appreciate the 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 sport more. I agree one hundred percent with yeah, that yeah. guy. What I agree with him one hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, you, you say just out of curiosity, you say he's did he tell you exactly where he's from in Canada? Just out of curiosity, I don't know why. Like north, like a, a little bit north of Toronto. I mean, his Canadian accent is very thick and heavy Canadian accent. I mean. I don't. I, I could even. I could even imitate it. If, but even if I could, I wouldn't do it because I kind of feel that's kind of rude imitating an accent. But yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, obviously, he he did say you know the statement. A he did did 
does, does do that all the time. You know, it's a Canadian thing, but you well, know. I, I look at I, I, as a game perspective. I look when Toronto FC first started in 2007 to where we are now in 2023. You can say that it's just it's just night and day, just night and day. And, and in my opinion, uh, it, it, the, the, it, in Canadian soccer, with the growth, the way it's grown, there is a you, you could call it for the Toronto FC effect, uh, but at the same time, the Canadian women have really carried the sport for the last yeah, few years. No they, doubt. They des- and they deserve a lot. They, I don't think they're getting it, in my opinion, but the, the, uh, women's soccer in this country deserves a huge, huge uh, respect because they no were carrying about the it. sport for, for a lot of years, making it like their success in Olympics and in World Cups, women's World Cups, I should say. You know what I mean? We kept kind of oh, this oh Canada's on a soccer nation. Well, you know what I mean? They kind of slowly put it, put us on the map. And I, I, yeah, I they won the gold, and they they won the gold medal. Women, the women do not today. get enough credit in this country, in my opinion. But that's just me. Yeah, they won the gold medal actually this past summer, didn't they? Yeah, and, and, and you know, believe it or not, it was one of the highest watched uh, sporting events uh, in Canadian history. Believe it or not, that that, that yeah. gold medal game against Sweden. And they eliminated the U.S. to make it to the to make it to the yeah, gold too. Yeah, I remember too. that. And, and no offense, yeah. I know you're American. No, dude, no, no, I'm not going to be offended. No, they, Canada won fair and square. Yeah, there's no argument a lot there. Of, a lot of us Canadians really enjoyed that because we did not like the, the, the arrogance of that uh, American women's team, and we really enjoyed that. Uh, I thought I'd mention that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, I mean, Canada yeah. won fair and square. So. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I I can't I can't take anything away from 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 Team Canada. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and even even on the women's side of things, I I know some, some friends of mine that I really, I'm I'm part of a supporters group in in Kitchener, and a lot of these a lot of these guys really follow the women's game, and they they, they know more about than I'll ever know, and we do have some young upcoming talent. We'll probably we'll see it next year in Australia, and New Zealand. So I'm looking forward. To, I'm I'm kind of hoping for Canada to have a very very strong tournament in, on the women's side uh, next year. So. So, but it, it, even even here in Canada, I another thing I, another thing I've noticed though how our success is, and I, I'll, I'll compare it to the United States. The, best, the, the CSA, who I don't really, I, I'm not a big fan of the, the, our, our our federation, but one thing that I think they've done right, they've gone to the ethnic neighborhoods and got some of the talent, like the like the Jonathan Davids, the Alfonso Davies, Tejon Buchanan's, and and even before that, Dwayne the, the Dwayne Deers, I was even way before that, and Timo Hutchinson's. They've gone to that to that immigrant these, these immigrant communities, and, and and I think that's what where our success is lies. We do, we do have the pay for play situation over here, like you guys have in the states too, but I don't, I don't think it's as bad here as it is over the states. Maybe I'm wrong, but. I think that's where our success has gone too. So, yeah, yeah, you know, and, and that and that customer, you know, God bless him, you know, you know, him ed- educating me on on, on the unique uh, of you know Canadian whiskey, you know, and I'll be honest, <laughs> with you, I I had no idea that Crown Royal was Canadian. I thought it I thought it was English, but you know, there's no, one no, called no. you know the one I sent you. I think it's called the Ellington one. That one's yeah. actually really good. Yeah, you know, I, I'm not gonna forget what I told him. You know, he told me one thing that I already knew that that when it comes to Canadian liquor, it's always strong and has a strong flavor. And I said, I said, yeah, I know. 
Canadian mm. liquor is so tasty and so strong, it makes the American, you know, liquor look absolutely soft. <laughs> like, 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 you know, like European, yeah, like, you know, I always say, yeah, I mean, Canadian, I mean, you know, the Canadian product is, you know, is, is fantastic, you know. This one that I sell a lot, you know, it's, it's very popular. I think I think it's the Ellington. I don't know if it's Ellington or Wellington, but well, I think it's Ellington. It's well, well actually, but funny you say Wellington. Where I live here, up here in, in Guelph, Ontario, that's the name of our county, Wellington County. Believe it or not, it's funny you mentioned yeah. that. So, yeah, so, yeah, because yeah, you know, I, I work in a place called Total Wine. You know, like you know, we got you know English whiskey, you know American, Irish, everything. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, you know, you know, everything you know with the Canadian brand. You know, it it, it looks really cool. So. Yeah, yeah, but I, I just gotta feel silly. I had no idea that Crown Royal was Canadian. I, if I'm not mistaken, I think Crown Royal is is owned by Seagrams, if I'm not mistaken. And it, and it's it used to be uh, used to be made up in not that far away from me in Waterloo, Ontario, if I'm not mistaken. So yeah, I oh, yeah, it, it, it is it is Ellington. It's called yeah Ellington Reserve. Ellington Reserve. I never. I gotta be honest with you. I've never heard of it. To be honest with you, Ellington. Funny, yeah. funny. I was at, I was at the LCBO yesterday. I didn't see that. I didn't see that at all. Funny you mentioned that. So. Uh, you know, but continuing with the thoughts of four years from now, you know, I think that four years from now, Alfonso Davies will no, will arguably be, he'll be definitely be like with one of the best players in the world. You know, he's only 22 years old. You know, the, yeah. the first, the first Canadian to score, you know, in a World Cup, you know, a tournament as well. Yeah, and of course, you know, everybody says, well, didn't didn't Canada wasn't Canada didn't Canada score? You know, back in '86. I mean, unfortunately, they never they never they never mm-hmm. scored a goal. Yeah, they, they, they're like, but I thought you said they almost beat France. Like, well. They did almost beat France. They just could not score, and the France yeah. scored, you know, with like ten minutes left. Yeah. Well, yeah. In my opinion, they outplayed Belgium. They couldn't score against Belgium. So you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And well, you know, the, the problem with that, they, they kept on missing the target. I know that. Oh, that is, I remember watching him how pissed off I still was. Guys like Buchanan just they couldn't hit the net. That's just you know what I mean. So. They just got. I mean, again, it's all it's all part of a lesson. Like they exactly if they, exactly. If they learn from this, and four years from now they can excel. I think so. I think so. So so that that's with Canada. Canada just didn't have the experience. They were kind of in a world they were unfamiliar with as far as competitiveness. Mm-hmm. They they were humbled from this. They were overwhelmed. Like, but all this is a lesson that hopefully they they learn from. I I hope so. I hope so. I hope so too. And you know what? I mean, they're they're, they're four years from now. So if you thought the pressure here was bad, four years from now it's it's going to be even heavier oh, because you're be, one of the hosts. It's going it's going to be it's going to be ten times uh, more. So especially I think in a three and a half years time or four years time. Well, it's actually three and a half years time. Three and a half, yeah. Because it's it, it well, I mean, unless they change it, yeah, it's going to be in in June of 2026. And I think they just recently confirmed all the uh, all, all the. All the uh, locations. Yes, yeah, yeah. So, although I, I, I mean, I'm happy that it's going to be in Vancouver. Vancouver is great, but you know, I figured if it's also in Seattle, but no, Vancouver is like what two hours from Seattle. I mean, it's close by, but mm, I am, yeah. I am a bit sadly disappointed that Montreal is not one of the venues. I kind, well, I kind of feel like Montreal should have been one of them. I also feel like Calgary. I feel Calgary should have been one of them too. No, not well. Calgary Stadium is a horrible. You, you, I, I think. I think <laughs> I think, <laughs> I think you meant oh. Edmonton. I think you meant Edmonton, actually, not Calgary. Ed, Edmonton should have. I was kind of hoping Edmonton will, will, will at least get a couple games. The situation in Montreal is kind of weird because they have the Grand Prix in June and the Jazz Festival, which are huge in that city, and they didn't want to lose that. Oh, okay. So, so I guess it was. I, I guess it was a conflicting situation. Exactly. Okay, well, that that makes sense. I mean. 
I just love Montreal. I, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. Toronto, I, I, I like Toronto. I like Toronto. Don't get me wrong. But I just feel like Montreal is my city. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm, 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 I'm French-American. What, what else would you expect? Of course I love Montreal. Well, I mean, it, 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 Quebec City is cool, too. But I think Quebec City was – I don't think that – well, I mean, I imagine they have a stadium. But I, I don't think Quebec City could handle – it oh, no, no. Quebec City, Quebec City, their stadium is like maybe, I don't know, 10, 15,000. They need it for college football over there. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, Canada, very beautiful country. So I'm happy that can I mean, Canada hosting like this, something like this is huge. You know, mm-hmm. if, for the for the U.S., you know, one of, one of them, you know, obviously where I live, uh, AT&T Stadium is going to be one of them. Yeah. So I'm happy for that. San Francisco. Boston, Miami, Houston, Atlanta, a lot of cities, of course, Los Angeles. So, I mean, with 48 competitors, I mean, this is just huge. No, I know, I know, yeah, I know. And, and my friend, one of my friends is already making a prediction. It's going to be a rematch from the final 20 years prior, France versus Italy, and this time France gets revenge. You think so? Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, but this time it's not going to a penalty shootout. France is getting it done in 90 minutes. I despise penalty shootouts with a goddamn passion because they do not favor France. France does not have a positive track record with penalty shootouts. I, I hate penalty shootouts because you see when it comes to see Argentina got lucky. You win yeah. by a penalty shootout, you get you, you got lucky. Yeah. That's and what it took for them to beat France, a penalty shootout. Yeah. You know what? It, it, even on Sunday. It was such a great game to end end the way it ended on shootout. It was just kind of, uh, you know what I mean, like. But it is what it is. You know what I mean. Well, it's the it's it's the close out the chapter of the of the goat debate between Messi and Ronaldo. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So now I'm kind of like, great, Messi's now great. Messi won his World Cup. Now let's now let's forget about let's now let's not, let's move on from those two. Let's focus on Mbappe. Let's focus on you know the on the youngsters. Let's focus on Erling Haaland and hopefully well. Hopefully Norway qualifies for you as well. Let's 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 go. To, let's move on to the next generation now. Yeah, I, I think so. It's, it's it's time we do. It's time we do. I mean, so, da- yeah. Let's focus on Alfonso Davies. Let's focus on Mbappe. Let's focus on Erling Haaland. of this world, you know what I mean? Christian like, Pulisic, uh, Gonzalo Ramos, Rafael Liao. Yeah. Uh, Bukayo Saka. Actually, I, I got a question to ask you on, on the American situation. Greg Verhalter in this in this Gio Reyna situation. What do you, you think it was all blown out of proportion, or just? Um, I I briefly spoke to Steve about it. Apparently, it was rumored that Reyna was allegedly being lazy and having a bit of behavioral issues during during training. Now I'm sure that there may be some truth to it, but there's always exaggerations. Because when a player does not like the methods utilized by the manager, a player is going to stand up and speak. Yeah. Now, sometimes the player is justified in, in, in his way of doing it, sometimes not. I think that the reason why I have not bought any side of the story is because I, you and I and Steve, we're basically, when it comes to these situations, we're on a need-to-know basis. Like, do we really know if this particular source is telling the truth or telling, you know, the whole story or just telling one side of the story? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the problem is whether Reyna was like that. Reyna, okay, like, if he, well, if, if that's the case, then moving forward, he better get his act together. Yeah, I, that, that's what I figure. I figure, I figure Berhalter called him out on being, being lazy and, and, and just blew out of proportion. That's what I figured, so. 
Yeah, I mean, say you know that that's why I think you know, and just I'm telling you, I believe that we're seeing a new side of Mbappe. Like Mbappe from now on, yeah. it's gonna is it, you know, he he's he just turned 24 years old. So yeah. I think that we're, we're we're gonna see a side of Mbappe that's hardworking, you know, very you know, open minded, you know, a team player. Like I, I think he learned. I, I think I, the I, fact I, is, yeah, yeah, I, he has to live with the fact he scores a hat trick but didn't win. He scored a hat trick but didn't win. He yeah. he's getting he's getting bullied by by the Argentine goalkeeper. He's being made fun of by it. Yeah, which yeah. which 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 I don't, which I think is so ridiculous because you know someone fire if, if I were going someone fires three goals past me I would I wouldn't be making fun of this guy. Okay, that's as simple as that. So yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah so. Of course, know, and of course, those people are saying, "Oh yeah, he scored a penalty." Like, yeah, all the penalties that Argentina got. You yeah. see, when when Argentina gets penalized, they are just so pissed off about it. But when an Argentine player dives and then gets a penalty, that that's pathetic. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> yeah, so. Bless you again. <laughs> yeah, but another question I want to ask you though about the, sure. about the U.S. situation. Berhalter, you think you think in, in, in come twenty twenty six, he's he, he's leading the U.S. I don't know, but I I don't know if he will or not. But right now, I, I don't even I don't even think I want him. You know, actually managing the U.S. anymore. Hmm. He would have he would have been well he would have been fired by now. So he, he would probably so. stuck with him. Hmm. Okay. Well, we got, well, what's the what, what's the upcoming uh well what do we have next? Is it the Copa next or is it the uh, gold the next Gold Cup? The Gold Cup. In 2023, so if if the United States puts on an absolute blunder and shit show for performance, I expect Greg Berhalter to be sacked on the damn spot. Okay, yeah, okay, okay. Because the U.S. Fair are enough. the defending World Cup champions, so yeah. There's not only that, but there's also the the next uh, Concacaf Nations League. So yeah, we, yeah, we, we, and that starts up in March. So yeah, so. So for now, I guess we keep him. But if things don't get any better, then then you have to fire the guy. Mhm, mhm. I agree. I agree. It's, and it's I, I think, yeah, yeah. But because again, the U.S. You know, four years from now, they'll be under pressure too. And in oh, the U.S., will not make a deep run. Oh. Oh. Yeah, I'd imagine that in, in the next World Cup. I mean, so there's 48 competitors. And then you, you you divide that. I'd imagine there's a round of 22. A round of sixteen, and then the, then there's the quarterfinals. Unless my math is a little bit backwards. Sure. Can, like, look, look. In in twenty twenty six, Canada will be under a pressure. United States will be under pressure. Mexico will be under huge pressure. Yeah, because they better, yeah. They better perform in, in four years ago. Oh my gosh, that, that's gonna be scary down there if they don't. I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, Mexico. If they're the ones who shit the bed, they're they're gonna get the worst out of the mass criticism. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh, I agree. Like, imagine if if can if all three if Canada, the U.S., and Mexico all shit the bed, Mexico would get the worst out of it. Oh, 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 yeah. Oh, and honestly, I would say that's not fair. I'm like, okay, well, you know what? Why is it the U.S. getting a whole lot, a hell of a lot of it too? Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah. Oh, so now now you now you're just gonna target Mexico. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll yeah. see. But but. They, I, I, I think of, of the three nations, I think Mexico is is, is going to be the. Oof, I, don't, I don't know what to say. They're, I think they got the most pressure to to perform. I would say I would say that Mexico is going to be the team under, under the most pressure. 
as far as Canada goes, I hate to say this, but I have a, I have a feeling that Canada is going to be overlooked again. Like no one's really going to say anything about him. I mean, I'm still getting heat for saying overlooked. I'm getting heat still for saying that Canada could be the Cinderella team. I'm like, I mean, all I did was make a judgment call. I mean, Canada could have been. They just didn't do it. Yeah. I hope we're I hope we're overlooked come 2026. I really do. Yeah, you know because because I mean? if, if Canada was to make it to say the final eight, yeah, imagine Ooh. if they made it farther than Mexico and the U.S. Then yeah. if they're overlooked, then I mean, then Canada is going to have bragging rights. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I agree. I agree. Well, we'll see in a couple. We'll see what how how things going to progress between now in twenty twenty six. So yeah. So do you have any do you have any early uh, two early predictions uh, oh. for the two thousand twenty six World Cup? Uh, well, first I want to ask you as far as qualifying, do you do you do you see any new countries qualifying for the first time? Yes, I do. I do. Okay, who would that be and why? Uh, well, I'm going to say a country like a, a Norway. Okay, they have qualified in the past. I'm going to say a country like Norway will qualify. Um, I, would love, I would love to see Norway qualify, actually. Uh, oh, boy. Who else would I see? Oh, geez. I can see a New Zealand qualifying because, you know what I mean? Well, uh, New Zealand has been in the World Cup before. That, I think the last time they were was in 2010. Yeah. Yeah. You, they, mean, <laughs> you mean for the first time, eh? Yeah, like, yeah, qualifying for the very first time, yeah. I, I can see, like, a North Macedonia, for example. That'd be okay. one. Um. Ooh. Can't think of any on top of my head. I can't think of anyone at the top of my head. Um, you know, you know, you, you, even though they're in a very weak confederation, but they've, they've had some strong showings. I can see a Palestine getting in there in twenty twenty. Really? Yeah. Oh. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, I mean, with everything. I mean, right now, I think you know, with like, I think sixteen European teams can certainly qualify, but. Yeah. Uh, I, I can't get the exact number of, of, of the slots, everything, but I would imagine that several more Asian teams that we haven't seen in a long time may actually qualify too. Uh, I, yeah, and, and I can see some more Asian teams, right? I, I say Palestine, maybe, uh, maybe another, maybe one of the, the Gulf states, like uh, Kuwait, something uh-huh. like that, qualifying. Well, Kuwait did qualify way back in 82, but you know what I mean? United Arab Emirates, they have the money to do it, so. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So those are nations right there. I, my, the top of my list would be a Norway right now. They'd be the top yeah, of my list. Definitely a Norway. Yeah, because we want to see early. We want to see Erling Holland. You know. Oh yeah, we want to see Erling Holland. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. And, and that other guy who plays for uh, Arsenal, I forget his name. Top of my, I'm bad with names today. So. Mar- Martin Odegaard. 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 Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So. Hmm. Yeah, so I'm, I'm trying to find out exactly like, how, how many slots will be, but you know, right now it's tough. You know, it's, it, it's still too early, but yeah, you know, it, it's gonna be something huge. Oh yeah, exactly. So yeah, right now it has yeah, your your like the European continent has 16 spots. So and I think with the uh, with, with the with the Asian, yeah, it, it says eight and a third, eight and one third. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see what happens. You know what I mean. So th- those are the nations I'm I'm looking to see that could qualify for the first time in a, in a while. So and maybe here on, uh, uh, I think we'll have uh, two more other nations from Concacaf that will qualify. So I I could see a, 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 even in our I could see a, a Panama qualifying again. 
maybe one of the Caribbean countries, like a Jamaica or something like that, down the road, qualifying too. Jamaica, the last time they won the World Cup was in 98. Yeah, so. Yeah, I mean, I'd imagine, uh, you know, I'll be honest, this sounds weird, but I would would love to see the, the, you know, China be in the World Cup. I mean, they were there in 2002. I mean, they didn't do well, but. Yeah. You know, this is this is not for anything political. This is just I I want to I want to see the tournament be as interesting as can be. I'd yeah. like to see some countries that we haven't seen in a long time or countries that we've never seen before. Yeah, I, I, I can't forget about China. Sorry, I, I, I don't like to forget about China it's so big. But yeah, I forgot about China. I mean, I, never, I, I would imagine if if China were to qualify, I would ask myself. Well, I wouldn't I wouldn't even be surprised if FIFA did everything they could to make sure that the U.S. and China were not in the same group. Oh, oh, for sure. Oh, but at the for same sure. time, oh, I would God, say sure. why. I mean, I mean, I would say why not let them play against each other? Like to, to basically say that these teams can play well together, and you know, yeah. put the politics inside and just have a good game. Hey, we see. Hey, we see the U.S. and Iran play not once but twice in a, in a World Cup competition. Yeah, and the last one, dude. I'm telling you, the the, the respect between the the players on, on both sides, man. Yeah, yeah, and, and it was <laughs> 1998 too. So like the you know the politics. The politics stayed out of it for at least for ninety minutes. You know what oh. I mean? So I'm telling you, the, 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 those female like uh, Iranian supporters they show in the World Cup, man, they are they are beautiful. Oh God, are they? Jesus Christ! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know. So, mm. yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I thought I was gonna get a little bit of heat because I, I, I said that you know the U.S. you know versus Iran. I always say like you know the old, the old wrestling joke, Hulk Hogan versus the Iron Sheik. <laughs> and, and, and everybody loved it. You know, even some of my uh, Iranian supporters liked it. They they yeah. they weren't by it. I liked it too. I, I think I think that's a good comment. Actually, I like that comment. So, oh yeah, one of my supporters said, "Yeah, but Hulk Hogan's Hulk Hogan's the jabroni." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you know, and I I said to them, "Look, I mean, yeah, you know, we always got to we got to put the politics aside, you know, and and just enjoy the game. I mean." I because agree. I always feel like soccer is the escape from the political tensions between certain countries. It is. It is. And I'll be honest. Like, I was asked, was I worried that there would be some physicality between the U.S. and Iran? I said no, no. because I know the players want to avoid the politics and the tensions as much as possible. Plus, plus, you know, like, it, 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 even, in the, even in that last game, between, uh, there was, like, a chance for either nation to go to the next round. They're not, they're not going to jeopardize that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. For some stupid like fouling or something, and they're not going to jeopardize that. So, you know, and look, uh, look, Iran had, had 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 a good chance to tie it up, and they never did. So, who knows what if they tied up? We'll never we'll never know what what what, what would happen after that. So, yeah, and they had nothing to be ashamed of. They fought, they fought, they fought, they fought until the end. They just yeah. they gave it their best, but unfortunately, their best wasn't enough. They tried it. They never I quit. Agree. That's what I'll give them. They never quit. Yeah. They played their hearts out. They played like in such a respectful way. They deserve it. And see, like I, here I was saying that France got no respect. Iran got no respect out of it. Zero, zero, zero respect. Zero respect. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. The, Nether- the, the Netherlands as well. The Netherlands got limited by Argentina. They got no respect. No, uh, no, not really. I, I agree. I agree. Yeah. And that that was a that was a weird game though too with the, the bad refereeing, you know the, the the stupid stuff Argentina was causing the the the, the poor sportsmanship at the end of the game from Argentina that I, I didn't appreciate either. So this is probably why I have no. I mean, this is why I'm. I mean, like again, 
it doesn't bother me that Argentina won. It's the behavior. But then people say, well, they won. They won, so they can do whatever they want. Like, if I won, I would not taunt my opponent. I would shake my opponent's hand and and then advise him, you know, keep your head up. I would motivate him. Yeah, exactly. We we should do, you know what I mean? So, See, again, see, a lot of my friends say this is because South American teams, I mean, specifically Argentina, they have have notoriety for, for, for bad behavior. Yeah, and my friend know, said, and again, my friend said, this is why Mbappe had to say what he had to say about South American soccer. Yeah. Well, look, 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 on that same day, Brazil got ousted by Croatia. And, and look how Brazil, Brazil, uh, the players on Brazil reacted. And look how Argentina reacted when they won. It's like night and day. You know what I mean? You never saw Brazil, you never saw the Neymars or, or uh, act like such. Uh, you know, jerks, like way Argentina did. So it's like it's like it's like night and day. You know what I mean? Brazil basically, except they shake you. I mean, I'll never forget it. in 2006 when we remember that game in 2006 between France and Brazil. Yeah. None of the Brazilian players were bat were bitter about it. Ronaldinho, no. they no. all hugged Z down. They were all they congratulated him. See, Brazil, they they show that sportsmanship. Oh yeah, and, and they've always have, and they've always have. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. You you never heard anything controversy or you know from from them through the years, maybe some you know, small thing. And, and, I, had a Brazil, never... and I had a Brazilian, I had a Brazilian fan, you know, where I work, and you know, he talked to me and he said, "Let Argentina have this win because because it's going to take him probably another forty years to, to win another world title anyway." Oh, I think so. I, I yeah, so let I, let him have unless, it now. Unless there's some ten year old, a couple ten year old kids in Rosario or Buenos Aires that that, that play like Messi. They're they're not gonna have another Messi for a few more, for uh, for quite a while. So probably not for a hundred years. And and he probably said even even told me I bet you within the next twenty with within the next forty years France is gonna win at least four more titles. No, I'm like I, I, I mean hopefully, but, but yeah. I believe it. So I, I think it. yeah yeah. So it was a hell of a World Cup. France will be okay. And and I'm already yeah. excited about you know I'm already excited about you know four years from now. I mean I love I I adore soccer. I mean yeah. I, I mean to you. me. American football me, does mean somewhat to me, but compared to soccer, soccer is what I love the most. Me the I, like, two I, most I, important I, things to me, I love soccer and I love professional wrestling. <laughs> well, I, I, like, I, I, I love hockey. I, 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 I'm a hockey fanatic. But to me, soccer, mm-hmm. it, it does it for me. Uh, I'm, I'm more into it. I, I've gotten more into it, more so than hockey right now. So, Yeah. And, and don't get me wrong, I still I follow. I'm, I'm an avid Montreal Canadiens fan. I still follow what's going on with them right now. They're they're in transition right now, rebuilding. But but for me, saw for me saw like on a Saturday night when for years I'd watch hockey in Canada. Now on a Saturday night, if I'm not doing anything, I'll, I'll PVR a few few soccer games that are from Europe. I'll sit down and watch them more so than hockey right now. That's how it is right now with me. So absolutely. Well, I think I think we got everything covered. Anything else you want to say, my friend? Yeah, I like I like I said at the beginning. I I like to wish you guys down this down in Texas all the best, and and, and let's hope for a prosperous twenty twenty three. How's that? Absolutely. And to remind everybody that Into the Net FC is available on all streaming platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube. I strongly, strongly, strongly ask you from the bottom of my heart to please subscribe. Please share this out with your friends. If you have a friend that loves soccer, that is looking for a very interesting soccer podcast, I assure you that my show 
Internet NFC is the show for you. So please, please subscribe. David, thank you very much again. I cannot wait to have you on again. And God willing, I can have you again, again along with Steve and Josh. It's going to happen, buddy. Oh, I hope so. I hope so. I hope so. All right. Thank you All very best, much. Man. All right. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas, guys. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.